I'm David Enders, and this is the Takes News Update. We are coming to you on Sundays with weekly roundups as Israel's war on Gaza continues. The International Criminal Court issued a ruling in a case brought against Israel last month as further allegations of war crimes by Israeli soldiers in Gaza emerged. Hamas's ability to fight still appears significant, and more than half a dozen countries cut off funding for UNRWA. Today is Sunday, January 28th. For these reasons, the court indicates the following provisional measures. One, by 15... On Friday, the International Court of Justice issued a ruling on a case brought by South Africa against Israel, accusing it of carrying out genocide against Palestinians. Al Jazeera correspondent Hoda Abdel Hamid reported from Tel Aviv on the court's decision. The court did not call on Israel to stop its military campaign in Gaza, but it also did not throw out the case submitted by South Africa on genocidal intent as Israel requested. Instead, the International Court of Justice ordered Israel to take steps to prevent acts of genocide in Gaza. Going into the proceedings, Israel was hoping it could rely on the vote of the six Western judges at the court. But vote after vote, it became clear that the judges were united in their decisions, twice even getting the vote of the Israeli judge on two of the six provisional measures. Even as that ruling was issued, there were more reports of war crimes in Gaza. Cameraman working in Gaza for a British television channel captured Israeli troops killing a man clearly waving a white flag and seeking to evacuate to safety, while Al Jazeera's Tariq Abu Azum reported from Gaza on Israeli troops opening fire on Palestinians waiting for food. These people were looking for food, but instead came under fire. They gathered along Salah al-Din, the Gaza Strip's main north-south road, hoping to receive a handout. Without a warning, an Israeli strike hit them. Days earlier, others searching for help were instead met with gunfire. The alternative is a slow death by starvation. Despite more than 100 days of bombing and the deaths of more than 26,000 Palestinians, Hamas still appears to be able to effectively battle the Israeli military across Gaza. On Monday, they attacked Israeli soldiers laying explosives in order to demolish Palestinian homes, killing 21 of them. It is Hamas's deadliest attack against the Israeli military since Israel's ground invasion began in October. They're entering what is an incredibly difficult phase in very difficult circumstances in terms of the area that they're operating in, particularly this push in Khan Yunus. That's Al Jazeera correspondent Stephanie Decker reporting from occupied East Jerusalem. Fighting is now heaviest around the southern Gaza city of Khan Yunus. Uh, Yahya Sinwar, the leader of Hamas, is from Khan Yunus. Hamas's military commander, Mohammed Deif, is from Khan Yunus. Uh, the Israeli military, according to their statements, believe that Sinwar is in Khan Yunus in the underground tunnel networks. You're dealing with Hamas, who's been training for this for years. They know the tunnel system and the streets, the dense streets in Gaza, like the back of their hand. So what we're witnessing now on the ground in Gaza is certainly probably the most difficult ground-to-ground fighting for the Israeli army. 
Those soldiers were apparently engaged in clearing land for a buffer zone inside Gaza, something Palestinian politician Mustafa Barghouti told Al Jazeera was simply intended to further annex Palestinian land. There is no military value whatsoever of this procedure, but the real actually, the real intention of this is to shrink uh, Gaza's size. We have to remember that Gaza is only 362 square kilometers with 2.3 million people living there. It's the most densely populated area in the world. And now the Israelis want to cut off a big part of it, no less than 15%. Finally, the U.S. on Thursday said it had suspended funding to the United Nations Relief Works Agency, or UNRWA, the main source of assistance for Palestinian refugees in and outside of Palestine. The U.S. says that UNRWA employees participated in Hamas's attacks on October 7th, and the U.N. has launched an investigation into the claims and fired some employees. It is not the first time the U.S. has suspended aid to UNRWA, as freelance journalist Akram al-Satari, reporting from Han Yunus, pointed out. People who are living in 155 shelters that are run by the UNRWA are extremely concerned. Palestinian factions and political powers are also voicing their concern from that, and they see it as a part of the ongoing fight against the UNRWA that started long ago, even before October 7th, with an objective of ending the presence of the UNRWA, ending the mandate of the UNRWA, ending the work of the UNRWA, and then ultimately ending the cause of the Palestinian refugees. And that's The Take for Sunday, January 28th. Please join us again tomorrow. This episode was produced and mixed by me, David Enders, in for Malika Bilal.